0: Welcome to Big Rig Radio, Episode Five, with Marielle Thompson and Jared Schmidt. Marielle, how's it going today?
1: It's good. Well, it would have been better if we had qualifying today, but we we will persevere and race tomorrow. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Well, whenever we have days off, can always get off some podcasts, so that's great. Anyway, um, I'd like to introduce Marielle Thompson. If you haven't heard of her, which I'm sure you, most of you have, Marielle is. Probably the most decorated Canadian ski cross team member to date, and possibly the most decorated Alpine Canada member, Jared. Let's give us a little bit of stats here. Oh,
2: I just had them pulled up here. One second, I uh, open another tab. Oh, there's so much on Marielle on the on the internet. All right, and uh, she has individual wins twenty-five, individual podiums fifty-seven, um, with one hundred and seventeen World Cup starts. Um, in Sochi, she won the gold, and in Beijing, she won silver, and in World Championships, she's won gold in Deer Valley.
1: No, not in Deer Valley. It was in Solitude.
2: Solitude, there we go. Which is
1: also Utah, but different valley.
2: And silver in 2013 in Voss. Yep. Is that correct? And silver in the mixed team event with Reese just last week in... Bakuriani, Georgia, uh, X Games silver medalist in twenty sixteen. And Junior World Championship Champion in twenty thirteen in Valmalenko. Yeah. Did I get everything?
1: I think so. It's and a couple stats. crystal globes in there, eh? Yeah, three crystal globes.
2: A couple oh, and then how and many? a lot
1: of second places, I, I think. Say, I don't yeah. actually know how many, but there are a few. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so quite the uh, quite the resume I'm finding here on Wikipedia. Pretty impressive.
1: Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm impressed that they already have the the silver there from our our little team team event there that was awesome pretty wild race after a couple back-to-back fourth places in the individual race
1: yeah I think we both showed some perseverance there after getting fourth which is obviously a big disappointment when you're whenever you're in the final you want to be on that podium but yeah I wasn't that disappointed actually because I've made a pretty big mistake like I'm, I you probably feel the same like if I'd skied perfect I would be a lot more upset but I didn't so it's kind of what I deserve. And then in that team event, I was saying to our ski tech rod up in the start gate, when you had just gone down, I was like, oh, man, I hope I don't screw it up for Reese. I just got to make it down because <laughs> it's way more pressure when you're skiing for not just yourself, when you're skiing for somebody else and, you know, they're doing well. you got to up the ante a bit.
0: Yeah, definitely to step it up. That's, that's the way that I felt, too. I was just like, OK, I need to make sure I win this. So I can give Marielle the best chance to get through and stuff. So, anyway, um, let's uh, let's start with a little bit of where you come from and and a little bit about uh, Marielle in the in the beginning.
1: In the beginning, I grew up in Whistler, BC. I was actually born in North Vancouver, which my brother likes to remind me of that I was. Not born in Whistler, so not born and raised. Um, But I grew up in Whistler, so pretty amazing environment for sports in general and especially skiing. I ski raced from a pretty young age. Um, I think at 11 I was into the ski club, which now I guess isn't that young, but back then it was pretty early to start ski racing. And I ski raced and then I did figure skating as well as a bunch of other like school sports like soccer and volleyball and it was pretty busy as a kid for sure um i did up until first year fifths in alpine and then when i was 16 so i think that's grade 10 which would have been my last year of alpine i tried a ski cross race up on blackcomb and was kind of hooked i was really lucky that my alpine coach at the time said yeah why don't you guys go do this for the weekend it should be fun And turned out like a bunch of us I think probably five or six of us actually were like I want to do this now (laughs) forget Alpine Um, and then kind of from there it's it's almost history like I won the NORAM title when I was in grade 12 and then made it to the national team basically right out of high school I did a few camps with the national team and they named me to the team when I was or in that fall which Made me work hard over the summer because I didn't know like what what my status was really, and then from there I've been on the World Cup since then, which was twenty ten, um, December of twenty ten. I did my first World Cup in Inakin, San Candido, which is still a stop, so it's pretty cool. It says here cool. December
2: eighteenth, twenty ten.
1: December eighteenth, twenty ten. There you World go. World Cup Debut. Yeah, I didn't qualify the first one, but the second day I qualified.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, so. That was good but i'm gonna bring you back quite a bit um to uh so like you said you grew up or you were born in north van well, when did you move to whistler
1: um i think i was like one. <laughs> oh, so basically you've <laughs> grown you've lived in yeah in yeah whistler yeah your whole life. no my brother likes to say that because he has lived in whistler his whole life whereas i i had a short stint in lions bay on the way to whistler but yeah essentially i've lived in whistler my whole life my parents picked a good spot to live.
0: Yeah for sure so like I guess then like that was you know if anybody's been to Whistler in the last five years it's changed a ton I guess from from when you guys were first there so you've been there a long time so what was that like like growing up elementary school and stuff like that living in Whistler?
1: Well I never lived anywhere else so it's hard to compare but I think there were a lot of athletics for sure like I know in elementary school we had a lot of opportunities we did cross-country running cross-country skiing all like all sorts of things especially skiing though like alpine skiing I think when I was in kindergarten I did like five days a week skiing like back then you would do half day kindergarten so I think I did school in the morning and then I would go up on the mountain so I don't think a lot of five year or six year olds had that opportunity um but I think it all came down to like my parents. Like they put me essentially in every sport I wanted to do. And I was pretty lucky for that. I think as an athlete it really made me develop well, kind of make me well rounded, like not just just a one sport wonder. <laughs> so I think I was the biggest thing that to come out of Whistler was after the olympics for me like i think that really helped me develop as an athlete because had we not been afforded the opportunity of hosting the olympics we wouldn't have had all this infrastructure like the gym down in Chequemas crossing is like invaluable when you're there five days a week and i've had that basically since i've been on the national team and just had so many more opportunities afforded to me so i think i'm a product of whistler and been very lucky to to be
0: and then like so when you were in high school and stuff um, what were kind of like the main sports that you were doing I know you were you said you were doing like a lot of them but um, were there a few that kind of stood out for you
1: I think I really enjoyed being in the school sports like playing soccer and being on the volleyball team those were kind of the ones I really looked forward to not that I didn't like skiing and skating but to be in the team atmosphere was a little bit different coming from other individual sports, but the ones I was most busy with are um, skiing and then figure skating took up a lot of time, which has helped my skiing as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I guess the balance is huge when it comes to skating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can say that like the skating for gliding in particular too, like there's a surprising amount of ex figure skaters in ski racing. Like, my brother is one. I know Jack Crawford actually figure skated as well as Candace. And you can see it in their skiing. Like, they're good at gliding because we don't want to land on those toe picks.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, how was Marielle as a student?
1: I was pretty good, actually. Like, it was unfortunate that when skiing kind of took over, I wasn't there that much. So that my grades kind of slipped a bit, but I did know how to do it. It's just I missed the lesson, so I didn't really get the opportunity that other students had to, like, succeed in that respect, but, like, I I really liked going to school, and that's why it's kind of surprising that, like, since high school, I haven't done any post-secondary, but then, like, looking back, I think if I had done and done it and tried to like split it up between skiing and, and school, I don't think I would have been as successful in my skiing career. So I don't really have any regrets that way, other than now I would like to be a bit smarter, maybe <laughs> more well rounded with my knowledge. But I mean, it is what it is, and I'm happy with where I'm at.
0: Yeah, fair enough, for sure. And so, so Whistler really attracts like a certain style of family. For sure, that has you know makes the move to actually commit to to living there full time and stuff. So, so like how many um, friends or like stu- or like um, you know uh, fellow students that you had in school and stuff are at the like um, you know competing for the national team and professional a- athletes at this point? you can you name any um, off the top of your head?
1: I can name a few off the top of my head. Like just in my graduating class, um, Simon Dartois, one of the top. Um, Halfpipe skiers in the world, and then my friend um, Jesse Malamed, he's like he is the top um, Enduro World Series mountain bike rider. So those are two, and then like my brother Broderick, Jack Crawford, they're younger than me, but all products of um, Whistler Secondary. Yuki Staboda, she's slope style, and then now we also have um, a bunch of losers kind of coming out of of Whistler, having been a product of that sliding center so like I I can't even count actually how many but I looked up to a lot of them growing up like Mike Mike and Britt Janik were two for sure but like I feel bad I'm gonna miss a bunch of people (laughs) um Mercedes too I was saying I um hadn't I'd been on a podcast before Uh, Mercedes Nickel she's I think a six-time Olympian in snowboard half pipe yeah, there's so many i can't even name them all i'm sorry if i missed you
2: <laughs> that's pretty crazy the diversity in whistler eh? with different sports like you got mountain bike luge um, like you were saying half pipe skiing all these different types of sports it's pretty crazy it all, all kind of comes in and just meets in
0: whistler with all those facilities like yeah. from the games too which is pretty cool pretty cool spot yeah for sure like if i was to if someone asked me that question who are the athletes that came out of your school <laughs> <laughs> Me, Reese Howden, <laughs> the rest we got, you know, hockey they all went to school, couple of maybe, players, right? yeah, actually, yeah, a couple hockey players, actually a couple hockey players, but yeah, um, and also people don't understand Worcester secondary is not like, you're not having a 350, you know, student graduating class, like how big was your graduating class?
1: I think at when I graduated, mine was the biggest ever, and I think we were 80 in a school of, I think, 300 and something. but now I think they're a bit bigger because it's obviously a more popular place to live
0: (laughs) yeah like when I graduated I think we like I said 300 and we had like you know eight to nine hundred students in the in the school and that was one of like five or six high schools in Chilliwack
1: yes a little bit different hey
0: (laughs) pretty high you know athlete per capita Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) perfect so um so Broderick so I actually your brother I met him um at the Mike and Manny ski camp when when I went there and uh
1: I forgot Manny <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and uh yeah you know it's uh yeah it was awesome he came out and helped and stuff and and Broderick's been skiing really well and um so what's it so what's it like having um you know someone because like, like we were just watching alpine on the tv here and being able to and to even have a brother who's also at the olympics with you a couple times what's that like
1: yeah i think broderick takes a lot of credit for where i am as an athlete um rightfully so actually because i think if he's um, less than two years younger than me so he was always pushing me because he was pretty much doing every sport at the exact same time as me <laughs> um like he he learned to ride a bike with like without training wheels on the same day as me because he refused to be left behind and it's kind of been that way our whole lives like pushing each other like we do have a younger sister named Tess who's an excellent athlete in her own on her own in figure skating um but she was just a bit younger so she was kind of always doing her own thing um yeah so I think being so close in age you just like always are chasing each other and I know girls develop a little bit earlier than guys and then the guys kind of surpass the girls with their development so I think for us we we kind of developed each other as athletes just by being competitive all the time. Um, At the Olympics unfortunately I didn't really get to see much of Broderick either time. Um, In Pyeongchang we caught up for like maybe an hour (laughs) and then in Beijing obviously it was super closed off so I I think they were out of the village before we even rolled in so we didn't see each other but it's it's really inspiring to have your siblings be the top top of the world in their in their sports like it's really cool to see and like you know they work so hard for everything <clears throat> excuse me everything they they've done so i I'm just excited for, for Broderick. I know he's, he had that one podium and then he's been kind of pushing and being so close in so many races. So I think he'll, he'll break through eventually, but yeah, it's, it's so close and he's almost there. So it's, it'll be exciting when he brings it all together.
0: Yeah. I can guarantee you it's a push to have, you know, a sister who's, you know, three-time world champ. Stuff like that.
1: Oh, World Cup overall champ. I'm I'm only world champ one time.
0: <laughs> I always like to say that. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. No, I'm I'm sure that he's had a lot of push um, from that, and and it's pretty wild have having that many. You know, all three of your, I guess, all three of the kids are uh, are high level athletes and stuff. So, um, what about your parents? Or is there any like historical? You know athleticism uh, athleticism in the family or, or what's going on there have they any I think, competing?
1: um both my parents are very athletic we definitely got it from them um but more recreational like my parents probably ski more than I do honestly like they're they're up on on Blackcomb a bunch of times a week and just enjoying it um my dad moved out from Saskatchewan when he was when he was younger to ski essentially <laughs> um and my parents met on the mountain. So like skiing's kind of in our big in our family and I'm sure Jared knows what it's like. You and you too, Reese, but like when you go out as a family it's it's just a blast to go skiing. Like it's one of the only sports you can really do together and like not have it be competitive and just like enjoy it as a as a recreation, right? Like there's not I can't really think of very many other sports where you can go do something together as a family like that. So it's cool.
2: Yeah. And be outside together too. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Like, I know like hockey. I mean, if you're playing hockey, you could hop in there with your family, but you're still in an arena or something like that. But figure skating, you can do outside. You guys probably skate as a family here and there.
1: Yeah. We'll go out on the, on the lake and figure skate. My sister's really good. Like she toured with Disney on ice and she's finishing her schooling now. Like she's going to be basically graduating from UBC pretty shortly. And my mom is very happy about that <laughs> one one of the kids um with a university degree so we're excited about that and yeah when we'll go out on the lake we'll play some shinny i'm not very good at hockey but i like skating around <laughs> it's more fun for me
0: yeah i remember at the uh, kiska we're always playing hockey and stuff and just then Maris just like ripping through the center of the game Flipping around and stuff on her skates.
2: <laughs> We're just hacking around at the puck and Mary's just coming through doing spins and stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, spinning's fun. Basic jumps. When Last time I went skating with my sister, she said, did you try to jump? Like, did you try to get off the ground? I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm probably a bit heavier than I was when I first, when I was figure skating, like with all these skiing muscles. So it took a bit more effort to get off the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure um let's uh let's dig into a little bit of your your transition from uh from alpine to ski cross so um let's kind of start like like uh, kind of the age and stuff like that i know you said that you kind of had the opportunity at whistler which was super fortunate um but if you could just kind of like break that down for us and give us a little more detail there
1: yeah like i said before i i just tried it in a in a fun Race on Black Home. Um, and then the next year, the Worcester Mountain Ski Club started a program, like a ski cross program. I think we were technically called BC Ski Cross, even though we were the only, only real club out there um, doing something like that. So in that year, I really developed my skills. Like when I first started, like most of us, you can barely pull out of the gate, you don't really know what to do. But that first year, I actually got to go and forrun at Cyprus for the Olympic test event, which I was definitely in way over my head for that. Um, but it was cool to ski the course. I didn't actually finish the course; it was like very difficult at the time, and I I had a few <laughs> few crashes, but I was I was okay. It's just it was it was too difficult um, for me at the time. But for my development, it was insane to be able to ski a World Cup level track and see what it was really like and it it was pretty much the olympic trap from the for the next year was pretty wild and to be up close and personal watching the race unfold was was really cool to see basically my idols racing like it was pretty insane we don't get that many opportunities like that and then in the next year at the olympics i got to go watch the men's ski cross and it was really really exciting like at the time I don't think I really got how cool that is to go watch a olympic event really like it was kind of everyone was doing it because it was in our hometown but um now looking back like you realize how special it is to get to go to those events and then to be at the olympics Four years later is pretty cool as well but yeah my the year um in my grade 12 year I won the Noram title which gave me the world cup spot for the following season which I didn't actually realize that at the time it wasn't really common knowledge or maybe it was the first or second year that so no one really knew what how that worked yeah. and so I was pretty lucky to have my own world cup spot and then yeah they they brought me along and the rest is history like when I that first year it was pretty it was a lot of lessons that I learned for sure like I didn't really realize I could ski with the world cup girls like I didn't really realize I would could be competitive and I I think I surprised myself in a few times I think the best I did was a small final but still pretty exciting like starting i i was saying this i forget who i was talking to the other days um i said yeah my first world cup heat i started like next in the to the gate um beside Ophelia david so like the most accomplished um ski cross racer for the women at the time now i think sandra's um surpassed her but it's still like pretty eye-opening starting right next to the best
0: yeah for sure um so like that first year when when you got the Noram World Cup spot and you were going to start racing World Cup and stuff what were your goals going into that year or did you really have any or kind of what was what were you hoping for to get out of that year
1: I I don't think I really realized how big of an opportunity it was at the time and I I don't think I really had goals because I didn't know where I would stack up because I'd never done any international racing other than the NORAMs. So I think it was just kind of seeing how it went. And then that year I had some top tens. Like I said, I think I was in the small final a handful of times. I'm not, I can't really recall correctly. Um, but the next season, after I realized I like could ski with the big girls, I I think that was kind of the turning point that was when I I think the first World Cup of the year was when I got my first podium and then from there that year I won the my first globe so it was like kind of the that first year was feeling it out learning the ropes and then the next year I figured it out (laughs) and kind of turned it on to to have success
0: so when you won that first globe um How did you feel after winning that globe?
1: Um, It was kind of a weird year because it was in Grindelwald where our teammate Nick passed away that I got my globe. So we didn't really celebrate it that much. It was kind of – it was obviously a very emotional time for all of us. Um, And it was kind of like well, obviously very bittersweet and so i don't think we really did too much so cuz it seemed pretty selfish to celebrate yourself and something like that happens um but yeah it was obviously exciting i'd been com- competitive the whole year and i i definitely skied well enough to win that but it was kind of a downer of a finish to the season for sure not kind of it was definitely upsetting for sure
0: yeah no doubt um yeah I never got to meet Nick but um heard lots of great stories and
1: oh yeah there's there's a lot of good ones (laughs) that I only had those two seasons on the world cup but yeah there's a lot of great ones memories to look back on like the amount it's really cool to look back on every every teammate I've had like we've had so many veterans on our team retire and I've had have so many different experiences with all of them so it's cool to look back on that
0: yeah some serious characters to look back on yeah,
1: yeah. skiing really brings a lot of of characters but then it would be boring if you didn't have them right
0: <laughs> yeah so so then to that next year so you so you went back to back for crystal globe wins there right
1: did I I'm not sure sorry I
2: have it up I've been looking at it
1: um Um no, I don't
2: think so. No, it, it was cuz I, I hurt I hurt myself the next year. You hurt yourself the so next it, year. Was, yeah. it was you won it in 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And then 13, 14.
1: Yeah, so the next the next year that I won it was the Olympic year. So I I That I, was
0: the Sochi year, right? Yeah,
1: Sochi yeah. Olympics.
0: So um those those years that went in after um your first globe win um what like what were you trying to accomplish and what were kind of kind of like your goals for for success when 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 you were doing that knowing that you already had the potential to be the best in the world
1: i think i just tried to grow as an athlete and be better at my weaknesses like realize my weaknesses and try to better myself across the board i knew i wasn't the best alpine skier um like the amount of like national team athletes that come out of like a really high level of Alpine. I wasn't really that like I was obviously good enough, but it wasn't, that was one of the things I really worked on. And then when you're 18 years old, you, you don't like, you are super strong, but like when I was straight out of high school, I hadn't really done any like real dryland training and just didn't really know what it would take to be an athlete, like full time. So I think I'm still working on that. Like, I, I'm obviously a lot stronger than I was when I was 18, but it it comes with time, just trying to better myself and all my weaknesses. Like, I realize that there are <laughs> weaknesses and just trying to, to improve across the board. But, like, I've had so many, well, not so many. I've had a, a few injuries along the way that have made me probably more well-rounded in general like you come out of the injuries with a lot more perspective i know when i hurt myself in Kreisberg, that was kind of my first big injury and i had to be like non-weight bearing i think it was six weeks and like my quad was like i could fit both my hands around my quad which was kind of sad but coming out of that i had a like one of my well, it was one of my strongest seasons going into the next Olympics, right? So, it it shapes you for the better. I feel, at least for me, like every time I've been injured, I've managed to improve something.
2: <laughs> then you won the freaking Olympics, in I Did I won the Olympics? <laughs> and Kelsey was second. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What was that like? What was that like being up there with with Kels?
1: It it was really fun, like that. Winning there, um, I think in the test event the year previous, she won and I was second. Um, so we knew we both could be fast on that course. And yeah, I I had probably one of the best starts of my life in the final. And I, I pressed the one like, Wu-Tang feature like as hard as you can press a jump. <laughs> And that basically gave me the lead for the the whole run. And the whole way down I was just like trying to stay tight and I cause I could hear Kelsey or I I didn't know who it was, but I thought I hoped it was Kelsey. I heard her right behind me essentially the whole way. And then going over the last finish jump, I thought I'm like, Oh my god, I'm gonna win the Olympics (laughs) And then in that like split second of being like, No, 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 focus, land, cross the line and then you can celebrate and then like to turn around and see kelsey was awesome especially like she'd been so- through all of her injuries and stuff like to see well two bc girls like on top of the world is pretty pretty amazing
0: for sure um <laughs> that's pretty wild um so so what, so what are your goals now now that you've had all the success and you're just you know keeping it going what are your goals for for mariel
1: for me, I think my goals haven't really changed. It's been very difficult to win a race this year with Sandra being so on fire. Um, but I think i am been knocking at the door all season, and I just haven't been able to pull it together. So hopefully I can bring my best skiing into these last few races, and then it, the clock resets, right? Get back in the gym. I know, like going into the, um, that last Olympic year, it was all rehab. So I feel like I kind of still haven't caught up. Like, I don't feel I I am a hundred percent, but I just don't feel like I've had any time to like catch up. So hopefully have a bit of downtime and then reset. That's kind of where I'm at. Give my all in these last few and then get ready for next year.
0: Yeah. Getting out of this season unscathed would be would be nice i'm sure it's a big goal for you right now (laughs) so um from what it sounds like for me like when uh like do you like i don't think you have like super finite goals that you kind of well i want to win yeah
1: (laughs) that's pretty funny everybody wants to win win. (laughs) yeah
0: but like all in all like um like what what kind of like drives you to come back year after year and, and want that win?
1: I don't think I'm as good as I can be. I think like it comes with every year, though, like you think, oh, maybe I'm like the best I can be right now. But then I somehow managed to improve on some things. And I think like to try to be a leader in the sport and then on this team as well, like I want to be a good example and for everyone, but like for me I think it comes down to just I don't think I'm as good as I can be and I know like I can improve some things and try to make this sport better.
2: And I think the sport's changing too, right? Like it's at, since it kind of made its debut in the Olympics, it's changed a lot, right?
1: Yeah, like the courses have changed for sure, but I think like we're fi- trying to find that balance of like what is safe and find the risk like where where's the safety and the risk meet and then I think we'll find a happy medium like I think we've made the courses a lot easier but then with easy easier courses have come a lot of injuries because people are so tight and everyone's on the level playing field um, and when you make it more difficult there's more opportunity for the more skilled athletes to get ahead. So I think when we find that balance, I think we'll be in a happy place. So hopefully we'll find it soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of stepping away from sport a little bit, um, looking back, do you feel that you've missed out on things? Or anything that you've missed out on having a, a life of pursuing sport to the level that we have to pursue sport.
1: I, I think I have, for sure. I've definitely missed out on things, but my friends who are in, like, excellent in their respective careers have pretty much told me, don't don't do it. Like, <laughs> um, put it off until until you until you don't want to do sport anymore like school will always be there career will always be there and I think that has been kind of reassuring to have my friends be like no enjoy that as long as you can and I think I'm I'm doing that and I'm happy with where I am like I do realize I've made a lot of sacrifices to be the best in the world but I think it's also been worth it like just depends where where your priorities are really
0: yes Um, and then when you're at home like um, what are kind of your goals for this summer and and what do you want to achieve for for Marielle
1: I'm not sure yet as an athlete I do want to like get stronger and faster and better Um, but I think the time has come to maybe work on my more professional development side of things like maybe do a course or two if I feel like I can handle it but I haven't made very many plans yet basically hang out with my dog (laughs) she misses me when I'm gone
0: (laughs) yeah spend some time with pepper (laughs) (laughs) and then so so I guess you do like you're in the gym lots biking lots back home um and uh and then uh, I know you've told me that you guys have a place on the, on like uh one of the lakes there, north of Whistler,
1: yep at Gun Lake it's just like two hours north of Whistler or so and so that's it's very kind beautiful. of
0: beautiful. off season is in between those two spots and
1: kind of last year it was so busy with with all my working out stuff that I didn't get a chance to go up there, which was very sad, but it was fine to hang out in Whistler. It's also very nice too. <laughs> So, yeah, if we need to prioritize a little more relaxation, I think, this summer.
0: So outside of skiing, what's Marielle passionate about?
1: It's hard to say. I think my my friends and my family are probably number one. But, like, I love music, reading, which I also haven't done enough of. Um, and, yeah, I think just spending time with my people pretty much which I think is like most of us right like when we're on the road like it's great but then you you don't really have your own circle to like fall back on
0: why do you think um you were able to one balance sport and life so well then also like be so successful in in sport like um and be happy with the lifestyle that we have to live?
1: Wow, that's a big one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think I was given, or I have been given, uh, like, as many opportunities as a person can be given. Like, I was so lucky to come into this Canada Ski Cross program when I did, basically piggybacking on the success of, like, Chris and Brady and Kelsey and Ashley and like Davy and Julia like they had so much success in the beginning that I I was able to learn from all of them and then like obviously at some point they they have retired but like I pretty much learned everything I can or I could at the time from my idols but then Like our team has been afforded so many opportunities because of all that success. And I think I just was kind of right place, right time in the beginning. And we've kept it going all these years, thankfully.
0: And it's easy because you love it.
1: Pretty much. I think the time that I stop loving it and stop having fun, that'll be kind of the time to hang up the skis, but... It's not there yet. <laughs> I'm still loving it.
0: Any questions, Jared?
2: Yeah, I got a question from here. Um, not a lot of people know that. Well, maybe some people know this, but you love Netflix. You love to watch Netflix. <laughs> I do watch a show or what? two. This past year, what has been your favorite show on Netflix?
1: On Netflix or just generally? Actually,
2: just any streaming. streaming.
1: Um, I was just watching the other day this show called Shrinking on Shrinking. Apple TV Plus. That's... Really funny, funny. Really I was just watching favorite? it Watching it by myself and laughing out loud um, My favorite though I think I, I really love Drive to Survive On Netflix Yeah I watched the new season Yeah, It's pretty good I watched it too <laughs> It's really good and now like to be More of a F1 fan I actually follow the season As it's going like the actual race mm-hmm. season So I knew what was coming So it made it even better I think nice. We should do that. We should have ski cross. Ski
2: cross, drive to, or ski mm. to survive. Yeah, maybe. Right, I got one more for you. Would you rather go without shampoo for the rest of your life or without toothpaste for the rest of your life?
1: Hmm. That is a difficult question. That's a good one, eh? I think I would give up shampoo. Shampoo? Yeah, I think I'd want clean teeth. There you have it. Because I could use soap, right, for my hair?
2: I guess, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you just wouldn't shampoo your hair like some people <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> perfect you know that's uh i think that was a good little step into marielle thompson's life and career there's obviously we could break down your career um like almost a year at a time and it could be its own podcast but <laughs> um, it, it says here that she is the only
2: canadian to have uh, received the prestigious award of the Crystal Globe, so I think Wikipedia is out to date.
1: A little bit out out of date, because
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got one on there,
1: and so does Kevin, and so does Kevin. Yeah.
2: So Wikipedia, if you're but listening. but it has
1: our team event silver, so yeah, but someone it's not updated, updated that. On the globe. Oh, oh well. Sorry to interrupt, but,
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, no, I think that was really good. Um, anything else you would like to 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 uh, share? That's in the back of your head or anything
1: no i think he that was a that was a very thorough interview happy to be here perfect big rig radio
0: yeah oh one one, one last question are what um so craig craig Leith is brand new for you you've never raced there before None of which us is have. uh well yeah i, I guess <laughs> so but that's still common for us but what's it is are you excited to get to go somewhere new try a new track
1: i'm really excited to go back to Canada and get racing again and I actually do have something else to say (laughs) um it's cool to go back to Collingwood because that's where my first World Cup win was in Blue Mountain so it's always fun to kind of go back there and have the good memories of like pretty big big moment of my career to like finally get that World Cup win so it's always fun to go back to Canada and then Ontario like has great memories as well so looking forward to getting on the track and seeing what it, it has for us like we nobody knows what we're what to expect and hopefully it'll be fun and hopefully some big jumps bank turns maybe
0: bank turns and big jumps burn blasting <laughs> perfect all right well thank you very much mayor um appreciate it maximizing these day out, these uh canceled days due to tons of snow but um yeah it's fun to have you on the podcast jared thank thanks for being a part of it too thanks for having and, me and um yeah thank very much for listening
1: thanks for listening
2: see you next time